Welcome, No Means Nerds. It is episode 22 of No Means No Thing, No Means Nothing, the podcast where we inadvisably try to find the very best No Means No song of all time, A Fool's Errand, of which you have chosen to join us. Thank you very much. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan. I'm Matthew. I am Michelle, the lady in this group. And I must uh, thank uh, my uh, lovely podcast partners for recording two weeks in a row so that I can uh, not record on vacation next Tuesday. So thank you very much. But uh, because of that, we have managed to um, have a special, uh, I don't know, it's special for me. I don't know what's this. (laughs) It's special for all of us. It's maybe special for him too. Um, So yeah, we have um, a guest tonight. Yay! Introduce yourself. The guest's name is Rolf. Rolf! And remember to hold that mic right up to your mouth when you're actually talking. Yeah, Rolf. You want to put it in my mouth? Not in your mouth. Oh, God, that's bad. That's bad podcasting. You got to ask nicely, and maybe I will. (laughs) I did ask very meanly. (laughs) So uh, Rolf is my oldest friend and happens to be in Vancouver uh, for work right now and decided to come over, and he's on the other side of the old garage here trying um, desperately to um, not speak into each other's microphones. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. And... uh, Rolf is for sure going to join us in one of my favorite parts of this podcast, which is what are you drinking? Let's start where in, at least in my screen, top left, Michelle, what you got going on? I have the old Yay! standby. Bling! Jesus there Christ. Widget. Where's my widget? Hello. Oh, Hello. Fuck. Does that mean I get no gas? Captain. Oh, Dad you got gas. Guy? Hey, you got a man bun on, so I'd rather have gas than that. <laughs> I should really Ooh, let my down my sound. hair for the podcast. That Diet? really is ASMR for me. All right, oh, well, yeah, I think I we you I, explained what that was. Now I know. I think we I think we should be polite and let Rolf go next. Yeah. Oh, very kind, guys. Um, on my way over here, I stopped by the liquor store. I uh, I'm sick of listening to Matt and all of his gross sour fruity beers yeah and, uh, i totally agree with so you are we so the, are we. Sh- the shade he throws on ipas and hops is just beyond the pale so <laughs> beyond the pale ah, no pun intended. <laughs> oh, 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 you'll get used to it you'll get used to it so <laughs> I, I picked up a high five hazy ipa from yellow dog <gasps> brewing it's uh nice. 40 on the ibu seven percent alcohol i should Woo-hoo! be well, well shit-faced by the end of the show i have a feeling excellent mm. very good there he goes crack it open matthew you got... didn't even get him a pint glass the hell kind of uh no, you gotta drink out of the can. Oh, you don't. Never rushed. he's fine he's he's <laughs> fine he can fucking deal uh well you know what i got i got my open cracked open that bottle last week which was a generous gift for my wife so i'm going with this brown gold the amarnyak and uh see how quickly i can kill this bottle see if it can last through the rest of the season that's a deep that's a deep pour you got there i'm i'm hoping to get my whistle wet a little bit nice 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 that is a beautiful color that cheap shit i got that wasn't cheap it's too yellow yeah, no, it was. It mm. was too yellow. This is like a nice, it's got to yeah. be that nice dark amber. No, it wasn't amber at all. It was like mm-hmm. pea. 
Hmm. Well, that's really gross. All right, Matthew, yeah. uh, w- where are you at today? Well, I'm not allowed to have a choice this week because last uh, I was uh, promised Michelle. Oh, that that's I right. Have this special beer here, this one. But I'm actually kind of oh, pissed yeah. off. Oh at yeah, it. <laughs> the Duke's of Hazzard. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so they got they're on a Zamboni. It's uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie. They're on a oh, Zamboni. Gotta get one of those. That's kitted out like uh, the General Lee, and it, the beer <laughs> is called the Tukes of Hazard. Oh, and that's I'm, hilarious. No, it's not. No, it's not. I'm upset at it because there's a very very serious miss. Um, terrible wordplay um it should be oh really like you're not guilty of that shit? no this is better this is better this is better it's a missed opportunity it's the dukes of the tukes of hazard right but it's fucking bob and doug mckenzie so it should be the tukes of hosard oh i mean i don't even get the oh hose take off your hoser all right 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 the court recognizes matthew as being correct Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's like they're local. Do- this parallel forty nine. You, you, you took them to dad joke court, and your yeah summary judgment. <laughs> and I have a backup because this is although it is nine point two of Jesus Christ. I forgot about that. Holy crap! Oh boy, it's um, gonna be a fun one. I have a backup of Blue Buck, uh, which is uh, Phillips Brewing from Victoria, BC. And, um, That's fine, but no, yeah. you're taking Tukes of no, 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 no. The, I, I'll, I'll, the uh, you mean the Blue it's Buck your back, is the your second one? Yeah, I got you. The back half. You're That's funny because I uh, you're shout out to my not, fr- You're not driving me home, Matt. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Let's just get no. that out there. Shout, shout out to my friends uh, Chris and Todd, who I just visited in Portland, who used to be in a band called Zamboni. Let's just oh, oh, to that. Cool. Yep. Um, and uh, Matthew, yeah, someday is, they'll make it to this point in the pod. Is that place you said that was local? Like you could go up there and say you guys. Oh, that's not fl- very good. Oh, oh, oh no! That face you <laughs> oh, no! made is not good. You're surprised at a nine point two beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, you're asking. Why don't you get another one? Keep the yeah. Can once off. you get once you get over a certain percentage of alcohol, it's less about the flavor and the subtleties. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. more just about the shit face. Yeah. I gotta good. take a leak so bad I can taste it. <laughs> oh, you know, pitter patter. Well, fuck, guys. Uh, whoop, number one, first fuck of the night. So um, one. One fuck. Was it? Ah, 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 Maybe. Ah, ah, ah. We have, I would say, a, oh boy, I'm getting some good echo here. Some, uh, we have a raft of epics here. Oh, whatever you are, did, just fixed it. Yay. What, what happened? There was echo and now there isn't. Oh, maybe it was, oh. Uh, that's what oh, it was. Ralph oh, so it's Rolf's it. on, it's Rolf's fault. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll cue you in when it's time to come back in, sir. Awesome. Appreciate you taking one for the team. You just get to laugh at us in silence so and make fun of us. Um, Keep that tongue in your mouth, too. We've got four epic songs, as usual, but I don't know. For me, these are... I, ah, fuck. This is, this is going to be... A, I'm looking forward to this one, at least. Um, I think these are really interesting pair-ups, match-ups. It happens rid- ridiculously often that uh, songs with two versions... End up going up against each other. Going against each other. And, yeah. and, and, and you, you know, especially you and I lyrically, when we get into these, we may find, I mean, I certainly find there's some weird, cool fucking res- I mean, it, it's no means no. Oh, yeah. The themes no. are resident throughout all the songs, but exactly. these are, this is a great pair up. This is a great fucking pair up. So well, all of these are intertwined this tonight. Yep. So. Yep. So no. uh, we're going to uh, we're going to start off tonight with two songs um, from, I guess, well, yeah, two different eras. And yes, as Matthew said, they both have two versions. So the first song is This Wound Will Never Heal off of One Down, Two to Go, but in temporarily before that, but released after that, 
recorded by Andy and the boys on zero plus two equals one and a half. So there are those two versions of it. Uh, We'll talk about both of those. And it's going up against State of Grace, which I believe was first recorded, I think was first recorded as the Mr. Wrong song on Mr. Wrong Fights the System. I think the B-side for that was Into the World. Yep. Which is fucking great. Do we have that on the list or we don't because it's just Mr. Wrong? I don't even remember. It's I I think it becomes canon because it got folded into uh, a later release of Wrong. Oh, the Wrong pressing. Good, good. Because that's fucking great. Parker asked me about that all the time. He's like, do you guys have Into the World on there? You'll hear it. Um, so it's on that one. And then of course, every, most of us know it from, uh, world to the world as such, right? It's the song that comes right for the jungle, which we just recently, uh, which is a full band version, penultimate- not a Mr. Wrong version. That's right. So that's yeah. the penultimate track. So I this wound will never heal 1994 versus, um, versus state of grace, 1995, two crazy fucking epic songs. And, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to go first this time. But we're going to start with a bit of this wound will never heal. And I'm going to take a big old fucking swig. For this what surrounds me gives no shelter. What binds me does not hold. And the light that bathes me and warms my skin in my eyes is always cold. This song uh, t- is a real Calgon commercial. It's got a f- ton of fucking pathos. It is a gut punch for me every time I hear it. I think this is Rob at. I, I just love the poetry of this. Yes, it's not a pyrotechnic song. Yes, they're not falling all over themselves with uh, you know like virtuo- virtuosic virtuosic riffs or any of that shit. But it is so poetically gorgeous and. I feel like it's one of their songs that has incredibly rich emotional content. And I remember the first time hearing this and just being blown fucking away by it. And, and I'll, let me take a moment maybe to back up before I dive into any of my bullshit about what I think it means. But to talk about the two versions, because they're not completely different. Mm. They're not as different maybe as some of the other versions, but there are some important differences. I think to me, the most important difference between the two versions is Rob vocal delivery. Oh yeah, I really good. like I really like both of the versions a lot, and there are elements of one or the other that I like more. But I think for me anyway, Rob's vocal delivery in the one down two to go version is really fucking good, and not as good 
I mean, way better than the other one. Only because I love how he goes up an octave for most of the, for a lot of those verses. And I think it gives a lot of intensity mm. to the lyrics. And I really like yeah. that. I think the guitar, of course, I love that Andy plays on the, the one and a half version. And there's some beautiful work that he does, textures in the guitar that just aren't present in the one down two to go. Mm. So I like that part better. It's interesting. They took the whole song up like a half step or a full step. They're not the same key. No, in, in and the, the bass tone extremely different too. The bass tone is extremely different, and the drumming too. Like mm-hmm. in the in the zero plus two equals one and a half, John is doing these great kind of tom rolls on the on the slow the slow verses. But in the in the one down two to go, he does that little wood block, just like a dun 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 dun. It's just this. It's a more sort of laid back, not loungy, but it's a like a weird laid back thing. It's I don't know. It's interesting. It's almost like if I could pick and choose bits of both versions and crunch them together, the world wouldn't be able to handle this song. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be too good. The world wouldn't um, heal. The world would never heal. The wound would never, would never heal, close. Exactly. Right? Um, but I think mm-hmm. both versions stand on their own. Strangely, the one and a half, not strangely, I guess, but the one and a half version's longer by about 30 seconds. I think there's a couple of the verses or, mm-hmm. that they play. They they do a couple more rounds of the, of the bits. But both versions uh, are awesome. I think this song... Uh, again, you know, disclaimer, this is just my own fucking bullshit interpretation, but what a beautiful song about trauma and about the effect of trauma, um, especially the trauma of a child who's experienced abuse. And you've got this first image and he, and, and he, and he, he plays with this poetically throughout the whole song of describing this house, right? There's a house by a road on a hill. And then it's not like there is no house. There is no hill. There is no road. This idea that on one level, there are these physical objects, but these are objects that mean something to all of us, you know, uh, 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 kind of metaphorically and, and archetypally about home, about feeling home, about comfort, about peace. And he ha- and and they don't mean any of that to this person because these are uh, these. This is where the trauma was. So that so they're empty. They're not. They don't have that meaning. But at the same time, I feel like when he does that throughout the song, it's this. This idea that maybe those things, you know, th- this is an adult now kind of reflecting back. Those things don't exist anymore. That house isn't there anymore. That woman isn't sitting by the window anymore. But that person still lives there because they're stuck on the trauma. They're stuck mm, in that moment. Right, right, they're right. stuck there forever because that trauma just fucking wrecked them. So you've got this, He's just, but he just does it so beautifully. It's so sad and so such an honest depiction of trauma. I, I, it's hard to imagine that Rob didn't have a really traumatic life because he can so eloquently go there. But from all accounts, he didn't, I think like from all accounts, his parents were pretty great and, you know, middle-class or whatever, but they weren't, they weren't abused as kids. They, they didn't live dad, you know, like that's not, that wasn't their life, but, but he's like, let him fucking play in the basement and shit. So yeah, exactly. But, but he's, it doesn't matter. He's such an insightful uh, uh, thinker about just, you know, human life, about being, that he can mm-hmm. really tap into something real. This feels like a really beautiful encapsulation of of trauma. And that verse of, you know, I hope you know, uh, I, I hope you love me. I need you with all my soul. But what you are and and, but who you are and what you feel is something I'll never know. That's such a sad but beautiful and true encapsulation of all of our states but of especially of someone who's experienced experienced trauma someone who really needs other people 
but knows that in their at their heart they'll never be able to connect because they're just that wound will never heal, right? That wound will never close. It was just they're they're just fucking ruined. Um, right. I don't know, man. This song is just. I don't know that this song will go super far in the podcast, but in my little corner, it could absolutely go super fucking far down the road. Cause I think it's just, it's beautiful. I mean, again, it may not have the sort of punk aesthetic or, or pyrotechnics that some of their other songs do, it's but psychiatrist though, it's, it's in the psychiatrist category. Well, and it's a, it's, it's emotionally true. It's, yeah. it's one of these songs that, that, you know, Rob's just really fucking speaking to us and, yeah. and, and through the music, which is this, I mean, I think the, the, those explosions of anger and how they're sort of punctuated in the first two times they come through. And in the last time it just really fucking busts through and doesn't let up. And it's just that, you know, he, he encapsulates and illustrates for us the feeling of trauma through the lyrics and through the music. Again, this is one of those holographic songs to me where everything's fucking, Everything's a part of it. It's all totally suited to what he's trying to say. Nothing is tacked on. This is not, it doesn't feel like a song to me where the music was written in one place and the lyrics were written in another. They, they, it all feels of a piece. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I think I probably got a lot more notes on it, but that's, that, I think, I think I've pretty much said everything I want to say about it. I just love it. This song wrecks me every time I hear it. And it's definitely one of those where I can hit rewind on it a bunch of times and listen to it three or four times in a row and it doesn't feel old. It doesn't feel stale to me. I, I adore it. I love it. Do you it. have a version, which version you like better or is it? I like the one down two to go because of Rob's yeah. singing. Um, I, I think that because that's what's most important to me in this song is his vocal delivery and the mm -hmm. lyrics mm -hmm. more than anything else, because that's where I think, I think that shines more in that version. Um, that's the one I would pick as my favorite, but I do think they're both great. Um, so I don't know that I feel super strongly about that, but his vocal delivery in one down is, just stunning. One of one of my favorite of his actual um, vocal uh, performances. I think throughout any of the songs, it's so honest, so raw, so real. Anyway, all right. Um, I think who did we decide goes next? I think Michelle. You get to. I want to uh, be the monkey in the middle. Yeah, you're the you're the meat. Okay. Gosh, this song is in the same vein as the one against it. That's my first sentence I wrote. I don't know that's if that's true. good. Yeah, you could grab Bob Ross and have him paint this picture of the song. <laughs> Ooh, I want a Bob Ross version of this song. Holy fuck, <laughs> that'd be great. Because then he'd have to erase it all then. Be like Clean Bob Ross mixed with Lovecraft. Just have a, a gothy little tree. <laughs> <laughs> I always actually pictured that. Tree. I always pictured that Andrew Wyeth painting. Isn't it Andrew Wyeth of the hey. woman lying? Oh, hey, sorry. it's not your turn. <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry. I don't even I'll know. Who I'll that delete is, that. So. I'll delete that from the podcast. Uh, go ahead. All right. Sir. I got Bob Ross. So try and beat that with your Bob Wyatt Weymouth. Okay. <laughs> I've actually <sighs> been to Rob's house. Yes, I have. And I have no idea where he gets the, the song ideas. I, I know it was. <laughs> we had sushi. Uh, anyways, I have no idea where he gets the song ideas, though the lyrics allude to an earlier time in his life in a home he either had or equates to. I don't know if this song's about himself, but I hope it's not. But if it is, I'm glad he can express himself. The line, this wound will never, will never heal, and nothing could matter less than what I think or what I feel. God, yeah, doesn't he sound amazing when he sings that? You can just hear yes. it, can't you? It's fucking cool. <laughs> It's stupendous. The song structure is slower is 
is slower storytelling lines with epic bursts of pain roaring out. The man Ooh. has been hurt, and once again he shows us his scars, scabs, and let us all know how much it hurt then and now and how much it sucks. It's an epic piece of the aftermath of hurt. Excellent. Thank Fucking you. excellent. I hope. All oh, right, Matthew. Okay, I didn't mean to scream at you because I. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I know. It's totally, like you were going to say it. I'm like, oh, no, I took it. Yeah. I totally ahead. agree. Yeah, I know. It's uh, definitely Christina's world by Andrew Wyeth. Um, I mean, yeah. it, the the little house on a hill and everything like that. And the, definitely the, oh. uh, the, the the sort of stark uh, feeling of it and sort of the confusing contrast. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, haunting painting, if you've ever uh, seen it, look it up. Andrew, um, Andrew Wyeth, Christina's World. Um, so fucking very good. Famous. Is that the chick on the hill looking at the house? Yeah, is correct. That the one? Exactly is that right. the one? That's, That's the one. Did I just impress myself? You just got it. You Ooh, got it. Her hair's like right. in the wind bum, and shit. Bum, 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 uh, I don't know if it no, is. She's I think lying she has down. A, yeah, she's, she's like of, has a bun. Yeah, her hair's she's like, like yeah. blown and shit. It might be. Yeah, might be. I think it. I just. I can't believe I just guessed that. Yeah. All right. Please yeah, I mean, It's a, a little bit of a, of a yeah, so, definitely a somber song. And mm-hmm. I'll just share this with you a little bit. Sometimes I just type the, the name of the song. I, I sadly don't have uh, Mr. Right and Mr. Wrong anymore. I don't know what happened to it, but uh, I wanted to look up the lyrics. And so I had to go to the internet and um, the autofill uh, in Google. Um, so it was a, but wounded is never, a wounded never heals. Uh, this wound will never heal. Um, and one of the suggestions was, is a sore that doesn't heal always cancer? <laughs> what? And it's like <laughs> dumb. But if somebody's actually thinking that, I feel so bad for them. Because <laughs> that must, they, they must feel so shitty and like yeah. scared all the time. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was felt so yeah. bad. If somebody somewhere, thinks that that's a thing anyway um it's not cancer it's MRSA don't worry (laughs) (laughs) um yeah the bass on the zero plus two uh one and a half version is a little more sinuous much more tighter tighter and more resonant on Mr. Right Uh, I actually heard the uh zero plus two goes one and a half version first because I had that tape from ages and ages ago so it's the one that I kind of got to know and kind of like better because it's a little less (laughs) Ralph fin- looks, uh, you, you've upset your friend. Um, yeah, it's this, again, sort of dual uh, nature of uh, people coping with trauma. I think you're exactly right. Um, it's these idealizations, these coping measures uh, of like a, a house, a tree, a house on a hill, um, you know, a, a woman dr- uh, combing her hair and everything like that versus kind of pain, numbness, nothingness. Um, and he lives in both places. Um that it uh, lives in the coping and lives in the coping, not working. Um, yeah. Uh, his voice seems unusually strained. I think, yeah, I think the vocal delivery in both versions is, uh, is really something else um, that uh, he's really feeling it. Even if he didn't mm-hmm. experience it, I think he's definitely feeling it. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the quiet and loud. Um, I love that contrast in always no songs, as I have said many, many times, um, but also the, the vocals and um, you, yeah, it is interesting to pay attention to which parts he emphasizes, um, which parts are a little more strained and a little part and which parts are softer. Um, and even the, the playing becomes more intense in certain points. I mean, the crescendos and decrescendos are uh, yeah. very, I don't know, atypical in some ways. And maybe that's why it didn't make it onto any sort of uh, 
yeah. canon albums exactly. Um, but yeah, I love I love this song. It was uh, probably that and Lost were my favorite off of uh, the uh, version of Zero Pulsuka's One and a Half that I had so very many mm-hmm. years before it actually came out. Um, yeah, they, they hey, oh, um, it's, oh, yeah. it sort of reminds me a little bit of uh, some of those Middle Eastern influences that uh, Rob, and interests yeah. that, that, that uh, Rob seems to display in a couple of different songs. Um, yeah, th- I found it really interesting. Um, I saw my mother turn to me when I, she heard my voice call out. The, the mother is distant, and I wonder whether the figure the combing her hair is also the mother. Where, that was my thinking, yeah. Yeah, that uh, the, the mother is, is there, maybe also abused, but uh, doesn't help uh, the, the, the little kid being abused. Um, oh. why didn't she why didn't she protect him sort of thing or you know maybe she was killed who knows um you know she she was there and then she wasn't there so you know maybe uh that's part of the trauma uh and maybe it was a sequence of abuse um yeah it's 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 hard to know <laughs> of course because uh, i don't think rob actually went through it like you say but, no uh, he sure, sure evoke, evokes it really well mm-hmm. um yeah, the the one of the reasons that I don't care for the uh, Mister Mr. Wrong version as much as one little syllable, where I think it's very unusual for Rob, what? and it's there and uh, it isn't there in the Circle Stukes one and a half version. Uh, the line um, "More than I can bear," it, it's it's just oh science. yeah, Sci- where he yeah. Does that. yeah yeah I hate that I hate it. It sounds bad. What, what, it wrecks what, what the song for about? me. Just, um, yeah, it's yeah, more, the way more than yeah. I can bear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just, you don't like the yeah. I don't like the yeah. It's not there I'll in give the version that one I got to you. used to. I'll give that one to you. It doesn't ruin the song for me, but that is not the highlight of his delivery in that no, song for sure. for sure not. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, there is another uh, little lyrical difference. And the light shines through a window and the light flows through a window, mm. which is slightly different. Um, yeah. I was kind of kind of hoping when i looked up the lyrics online it said the light falls through a window which would have been where the hell are you it's kind of right in the middle (laughs) yeah right in the middle they were just splitting the difference yeah interesting yeah yeah (laughs) you know it's interesting like you you mentioned the mother thing i think that's really fucking awesome because i mean this is another thing that they do all the time that they're such a feminist band and when they talk Mm -hmm. about abuse it's patriarchal abuse mostly right it's the it's the drunk father or the man who's inflicting it and the mother i think you're right to highlight in this sense like they're looking to them for comfort but there's no explicit sense that the mother saves them or gives them comfort. And again, Clearly you know, a sense that they're abused, but maybe yeah. super idealized. Like, uh, you know, she right. has holds an ivory handled comb and draws it yeah, through her hair, through her hair. Know, the yeah. sunlight's fine. And so these idealized images, and then they just go away. Um, yeah. And, and the sadness when they deconstruct that there is no light to see by, there's no one sitting there, the sadness and pain mm-hmm. in, the, in his voice I mean, that's just fucking genius delivery. He is yeah. so good at that. He's so good. Hmm. Fuck. Yeah. Anyway, that's all about right. all I got to say about that. Um, yeah. Wonderful song. I if, wish more people knew it. If anybody listening to this pod is not convinced that One Down, Two to Go is a fucking amazing album that deserves oh, your is. love and attention, mm-hmm. you're fucking crazy. It is as mm-hmm. good. <laughs> like, it may not be as cohesive because it's all over the map as some of it's their other things. Sods, but, yeah. 
But there are some songs on there those that are, the are best albums from yeah, bands. Yeah, that maybe though. some of those songs didn't fit on any of the albums, but that doesn't mean that some of those songs aren't absolutely some of the pinnacle yeah. of what they've created. There's some fucking great stuff on there. Anyway, mm-hmm. listen to it. Just listen to it more. So, all right, yeah, we're dummies. Move on. Dummies? Yeah. Come on, dummies. Yeah. Bunch of fucking idiots. Yeah, well, sure. Most of you are probably going like, it's not me. I love that album. What are you talking about? All right. Uh, we're going to talk about its contender, which I, I don't know. I mean, it's a good thing to match it up against, but I'm not happy to have to choose between these two babies. No, no. State of Grace off World to the World or Mr. Wrong Fights the System. I'm not sure which one I'm going to play a clip from, but here it is. Ugh. how i lead in my clips now like michelle Our menu. <laughs> nice all right state of grace so uh i'm gonna go first again um after we're done disgusting our listeners who've all now ripped their earbuds out and stomped on them uh i've it's heard a bo- disgusting I've, podcast yeah i've heard of we're course i've heard both of these um both these versions are fucking great the mr wrong yeah. version proves that rob can deliver just as much power and gravitas and pathos and just shredding just himself and a bass as he can with the full band behind him. That, I mean, that's an incredible piece of work. I really wish now, now Matthew, you've said not to digress too much, but you've said you've got to see some Mr. Wrong shows. Do you remember him playing this? You, oh yeah, yeah, this? yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But again, I don't have the fine grained memory that you do in terms of specific songs being. Played. My yeah, my fine grained memory is like it's just punctuated. I got a little bright bits and then is vast that periods you were of dullness during the show. Were Probably you excited. <laughs> Probably I mean, excited. I was hot. Yeah, I was a show. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, in any event. Uh, both versions are fantastic. They're drastically different because one is just Rob singing this on his own and another is with the full backup band. Uh, admittedly, the first time, you know, uh, on Worldhood. So we've got Tom on there. Um, but I think both versions are fantastic. I'm not going to hold one against the other, actually, because they're so different. I mean, they share the same DNA, the same structure, all of that. They're not structurally that different. Um, other than all the shit that the other uh, uh, elements add under it. But functionally, they're you know, they still are the same song. So I, I don't have one that's a favorite of the other They're because one's just Rob and the one's the whole band. I mm-hmm. love them both equally and I'll hold them both in my arms close and let them suckle up my breast. 
So I'm gonna uh, uh, go ahead and, and yeah, that was a little kay. bad. That was a little bad. It's a little bad. That's all right. That's why you got two breasts. I got two breasts, <laughs> one for each oh, song. Oh god. Um, I this so another song that gut punches me. I my experience in the community with this song is that people kind of brush it off a little bit. And I could be wrong about that. I'm hoping that's not the case for most of the listeners out there, but I've seen a lot of people kind of brush it off. Certainly reviewers always brush it off. Anytime I read reviews of this album, they'd be like, man, this song, man, whatever. Like, fuck you, man. This song is awesome. This song is so good. And I, I think this is a Michelle, to your point, you pointed this out. This is absolutely a song thematically that fits right in with, Oh yeah. uh, This wound will never heal. I almost feel like this, this is the song that the protagonist from this wound will never heal. will sing when they're starting to begin to try to recover from trauma, when they're pulling their head up from the recovery, dealing with that trauma and starting to go, you know what trauma album I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to fucking go out there and just fucking try to deal with this. Um, first of all, I want to point, uh, I mean, Rob, again, I've, I've said this a lot of times. Differ, one of, differ, he, with, differ with you there, but okay. Exactly. He is my <laughs> he is my favorite lyricist, hands down. I'm not afraid to say that he stands above any lyricist of any band I'm aware of, which, again, it's not a huge number of bands, but there's a lot of bands I love that have great fucking lyricists. Hop Along, great fucking lyrics. Pavement, great fucking lyrics. Leonard Cohen, great fucking lyrics. Fucking all, all those bands, great lyricists. <laughs> Rob stands head and shoulders above them for me. And little things that he does. They, maybe they're tricks, but I love it. Uh, the, the chorus for this lying in state, lying in a state of grace, there's like at least three layers to that, that are just gorgeous. He's lying in state, which is what you do when you're lying on the table dead in the embalming room or whatever, right? You're, you're lying open casket, you're lying in state. So you're dead, you're dead to the world. The metaphor of being someone who feels dead to the world, which is the ultimate form of disconnection, right? I, I don't exist in this world. I'm just dead to it. I'm also lying, meaning fibbing. I'm I'm telling untruth in this state. I'm lying to myself. I'm lying in this state. And then also, I'm lying in a state of grace. I'm not. I'm in a state of grace. This, this moment where he, he says, but then I, I felt, you know, I, my heart was beating and I was still alive. They're actually realizing, wait a minute. No, wait. I'm fucking alive. I'm, I'm in a state of grace. This fact of just being a being on this planet Earth, I'm fucking alive. Fuck you. I'm not dead. I'm not disconnected. I'm alive. So in in one verse, he goes from being a disconnected dead fucker who realizes realizes he's lying to himself to no, fuck you. I'm going to go out and I'm fucking alive. And and it's all in just a a few words that he can just kind of layer on top of each other, manipulate. But he gets all of that in this beautiful little package of the chorus. It's unbelievable to me that that his the way he can do wordplay and have it Chase, be so fucking Chase, I don't meaningful. listen to the music the same way you do, man. Wow. It Well, but you listen to the music in ways I don't that I fucking well, love. I know, so but that's like why it, I'm super I, glad I, you're on you this Do you think pod. of all that shit when you hear that? Do that's you why that's what? that's the what's what gets me into this band so much is is huh. my I, I'm a very brain centered person so getting yeah, to, to chew on the steak of Rob's lyrics and go fucking shit he is so oh, much wow. there to eat. He is a 12 course meal. And even that is like, well, there's still a room of courses outside. You just don't have the stomach for him yet, but you know, we'll get there. Um, so yeah, that the lyric play of the chorus, you know, the way he starts by saying, um, you know, at first I, I, I told myself there was no more than the sound of a wind of an open door. This feeling of someone who's just like, 
yeah, there's no one coming to connect with me and it's all their fault. That's just how the world is. It, it, he's, he's externalizing everything. It's not my fault. No one's connecting with me. It's because I'm a piece of shit and that's just the way the world is. <laughs> and he, he talks about, you know, like he, he was looking out at the world and he was looking at church and state, the rich and the great, the flags of sin that world unfolds. It's all outside. But then he takes that moment of reflection to turn it in and go like, wait a minute. No, it's, it's, it's fucking me. Like I'm the, I've been lying to myself. I'm the one that fucking caused the disconnection. I, I'm responsible for that, not fucking other people. And so then he steps up and he tries to go out there. And what happens to him? He meets other fucking people who are like, eh, I don't think so, man. I'm not ready. But that's all right. He's still making that effort to go out and say, I'm going to fucking try to connect. I'm going to try to be real with you. And I think one of the all-time great lyric deliveries and lyric lines is that last bit of if I take a shit in your oh, come world, on. Oh. it's only so you know me by my smell, though you turn away <laughs> like you can't understand, you know, all too well. That whole fucking thing is just like, Have a yeah, man, fuck you. I am, and that's that's someone smell coming out of their disconnection, coming out of their shell, coming out of their trauma. And like, I am going to awkwardly and badly try to connect with those around me. And I know you're not ready for it. But that's just because you're not fucking ready for Via my realness. Um, and and I've I've always been really the most ambiguous part to me, and, and ambiguous in the best way is that part where he talks about in the middle, where he's like, "You're my only friend," uh, you know, "All I have is you," and who do I mean? Who am I talking to? You know, that middle part. I feel like he's talking to himself and to me at the same time in the best possible way. Like he's talking about himself, like that's all he can be talking about. But he's also actually really looking at fucking me directly and i always imagine that in a show that's when rob <laughs> what? would lock, Wait, what did you just that's, say that's when rob would lock eyes with you and be like all right i'm talking to you motherfucker it's you who, who else could i be talking to I i'm looking at moment. fucking you directly kiss him. yeah kiss him. it's those it's those eyes in that kiss in that those mouse eyes pad. i'd kiss him <laughs> but i love that moment that's a very meta moment where he's like rob. i'm convinced of it no i want to have sex with his mind if nothing else um <laughs> I want him to make more music is what I want him to do. Um, yeah. But I love that middle part. I think that middle part is fucking great. And so musically, I, you know, I've, I'll leave a little meat on the bone here. Cause I'm sure Matt, Matthew has a lot. He wants to say about it too. Um, lyrically, musically haunting, menacing, and triumphant in, in that order. This song is mm. very haunting. Uh, it has a menacing baseline to it, but it's also got a really triumphant fucking feeling in that sense of just yeah. someone standing up and going, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck yeah, me. Smell my not just, shit. Not just fuck smell you, it. Fuck, fuck me. This person's also given themselves the riot act. This is not just, this is someone who's realized they've also been lying to themselves the whole fucking time. It's not everyone else's fault. It's it's their fault too. Um, the guitar work is really haunting in this. I'm, I'm really, I still kind of want to know. I'm hoping maybe uh, in um, Jason's book, we'll find out whether Tom laid this down on the album. I've, I've kind of heard both ways that Tom was on the tour for this, but that Rob did some of the recording. It doesn't really matter, but I'm kind of interested to know who's actually on these tracks. It doesn't bottom line though. I love the guitar in the song. The production is fucking great. The guitar sounds sound fucking great. Um, I love the way it goes from really kind of raucous and like many songs on this album, it starts mid bridge. Like it starts yeah, yeah. with a big yep. fucking epic. Does and that thing. Yeah. This whole album does that so many times. Just like my politics and Vic, like all these songs just have these, like I'm starting in the, the, the crescendo. Yeah. We're not going to build up to shit, but then yep. it drops way back down. Anyway, I think this song fucking slays. 
It is a perfect companion to this wound will never heal. And I want them to kiss and marry and go through together. And I don't want to kill either. Oh, hell, we little babies. All right, I've talked for a long time because I have four <laughs> pages of notes. Michelle, it's your turn. Four pages? I do. Yeah, last week I, I had no notes. I only got one this week, measly I'm... little fucking uh, eight, five by eight here. Don't... That was more oh. than I had last week, so I'm overcompensating this week. Oh, I see. All right. Yeah. All right, go ahead, Michelle. All right. I love the intro to the song. It sounds so mammoth. The first time I saw them in New York Mm -hmm. City, when this album was released, and I'm betting they absolutely played this. I can't remember if they did, but I'm betting they did. They did on that tour, for sure. Mm -hmm. I I would think so, because this sounds like something they could could play live pretty easily. Rob's is again painting a vivid picture that meshes the lyrics and the music so well to convey the haunting story. It's lonely and urgent with a hefty dose of some good raunch. I love the line, you already said it, if I take a shit in your public world, it's only so you know me by my smell. And I didn't know if he was saying her smell or not, so I put a question mark there, but it makes sense because that's what you, you smell shit. Rob is so talented, and he can really convey the sadness and pain. His relentless lamenting, you like that? That's, 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 that's awesome. Words. His relentless <laughs> lamenting. <laughs> always lets the listener know just how bad he feels it's art and it also leaves him quite vulnerable the man feels the feels it's humble and cathartic it's fucking great that's fucking great i don't know why you didn't want to go first this week those were great uh, you had great just, things to say no no you guys that was fucking like, great go nuts with the lyrics yeah, and you dissect them and you get the you know the, the conjugations of all the words i don't do that the conjugations and the mentorations of the declensions <laughs> Declench. um all right matthew what do you got for us i heard this first on uh mr wrong the system seven inch which is over there um nice mine's Where? over there in my in my son's Where? room we both have yeah hooray here where so i heard it a little bit before it came out on worldhood and uh, so i I think that's my favorite version uh, because it's just so intense. And I think that's probably feeds like my understanding of the song um, because it was just him. And it's such an intense song with just him singing, raging and playing his bass. This is a Bob, this is a Bob and Slade song. I think Um, the duality, the duality of self. And I don't think that, uh, you know, he's uh, talking about uh, the wider world or, or it's, it's introspection. Uh, and I thought a lot about that that wordplay as well. So um, lying in state, it's it's not just lying on the slab. It's it's sort of that term is reserved for important people, um, politician heads right, of state, right. and everything ah, like right. that. So like where you're yeah, being you're being observed, and people are coming by to show their respects to you. And everything he'd lie like in that. state in my world. I'll tell you that. And then um, <laughs> and right? then lying in a state of grace. State of grace. I, I looked up what that means specifically in a Christian context, and it is the state of sinlessness. Um, and so in this sort of analysis, I guess like the, the only sinlessness is in death. And so, you know, he's lying, you know, p- telling untruths in his state of grace. So like, and even in, even in this sinless state, the only, the only sinless possible state is to be dead and he's still lying. Um, so I, I think this is again, sort of the, the, the regular rough, um, imperfect, uh, you know, uh, taking a shit in this perfect world. Um, it's this false face and it's, uh, constantly screaming 
from from within like that's not that's not truth that's not um you know you're my only friend and everything like that but it's it's just you know your fake the fakeness that you put out in the world is is always going to be untrue um yeah so um let's see i don't trust that voice in my head uh, it's the voice of the dead so i don't trust this instinct that that's we have to be perfect all the time Hmm. something like that um anyway so intense um if i take a shit in your perfect world it's only so you will be by my smell like there's there's always (laughs) there's always a stink there's always a there's always a fly in the ointment there's always a a spot of urine on your favorite tie um that's the pee on the tie i remember (laughs) well but and also shit something we all do and it is like it's just so basic right it's like i gotta you know you gotta deal with the shit you can't hide it don't fucking bury it like a cat totally smell it like a dog and he just his rejection of it right at the end in both versions uh he actually you know loses his vocal control a little bit when you can go to hell you know just (laughs) absolutely squeezing every iota of 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 rage and anger and rejection (laughs) out of his uh yeah so yeah musically um the i never really sort of gave a lot of time just like you were saying because i knew the mr wrong version so much better um that i didn't give a lot of time to the full band version and no it's incredible stuff going on i mean the snare drum in the second chorus is so open and uh raw and uh, the guitar effects and texture uh, i think i i wrote the same adjective haunting uh that that you used it's um yeah, no, both versions are, are really, really great. But I think that for me, the the Mr. Wrong version has to take the cake because it is so uh, solitary. Um, and it's just, God yeah. damn, I got to listen to that. I only listened to the one on the album. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. on YouTube. You can find it. Yeah, it's on I YouTube. I got to find it. I, I should have I should have listened. Just look to on it. YouTube. Look for Mr. Wrong State yeah, of Grace on YouTube. I'll, I'll, you'll have, be, to, you'll find I'll it. have to look it up. I hadn't heard it until relatively recently, meaning in the last like couple years. Before that, I'd never encountered it, so I, I didn't even know it existed. It's probably so more it's interesting bleak that that's too, the first right? one you heard. It's more stripped down. And I don't know that it's. It actually feels really full to me. He he can manage oh. to make oh, that song yeah. feel fucking full just on his bass. Yeah, it's not. Does not feel. You know, you of course you can hear. Well, the, I the mean, drums just because there was not other instruments, but it's like I, I don't. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I don't know. It feels as I'll, it feels I'll as anthem. It feels as anthemic to me as the mm-hmm. full band version does, frankly, All right. which is really, cool. that's what I mean. Like, how fucking amazing is he that he can yeah, give you that feeling just from him and his bass? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yep. All right. Well, whoo, boy, we got a vote. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm up first. Which I wanted one. to be first talking because I'm a fucking egomaniac, but I don't want to be first for voting. But I am going to vote. Four and, and let me be frank that I love both of these songs. So this is not an easy one. It's not like, oh yeah, whatever. I, this is both of these could go through and I'd be fucking happy. But this wound will never heal. Uh, wins for me, Michelle. My vote is going to be the one I was teetering towards, and I think it's just been solidified. I'm voting for State of Grace. Very good. All right. Oh, I love these. Uh, yeah, I love that. I uh, love these uh, little matchups. Tension, tension. Um, it's it's really tough. This one's mm-hmm. really, really tough for me because mm-hmm. both of the um, earlier versions had actually meant a lot to me. And both of them are very. Um, I, neither of these songs have any of that no means no humor in them. 
No, that's no. true. For yeah. a big time. Not a single joke in either fucking song. No, no, certainly not. Um, I think I have to go for um, the, This Wound Is Never Healed, though. Yes. Yes. I don't know, man. I think I mean, this one could go it's a pretty far. It's Oof. a real squeaker. All right. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. I'm I'm glad this was not unanimous, Michelle, because I fucking love. But they're both uh, they're both the, epic, I, man. They're both epic. They're both mm-hmm. epic. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to see. Uh, I do not like to see State of Grace go. But choices yeah, must be made. Yeah, they are so similarly epic. Mm-hmm. Oh like boy, he, he could have a whole album of just his storytelling somber stuff. You know, well, it'd be Rung. like listening to this. That's why he did Mr. Wrong, like right? That. Like, because he can do it. He well, can yeah, pull that off. you should just, hmm. All right. Stuff, man. All right, everybody, take take a breath. Take a breath. I wish I could take a drink, but I've already drank my whole big drink, so I can't drink more or else I'll be fucking drunk as shit. Mm. So you guys crack open your other beers if you want. Uh, before we bring on our special guest, who I'm thrilled will give us a live listener submission, which is just about the best fucking thing ever. Yeah. Um, I just want to remind everyone, I'm not going to plead. I'm not going to beg. We've been a little pleady and beggy in our last episodes. We're just really interested. Send us something in, right? Uh, send us in one of these questions. What does no means no mean to you? What, you know, how did you encounter them? Do you have a particular no means no story? Send it in to no means nothing podcast at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear it in all earnestness. If you're one of these people that never engages with the podcast, you know, no means no is worth it. I don't know that we're worth it, but no means no is worth it. <laughs> This will be out there for a long time. You know, some of those band is listening. If you uh, if you put this out there, they might hear it. That's kind of cool, right? I don't know. Yeah. Send it in. I think so. So, uh, should, Rolf, should I do a little introduction of who Rolf is to me? Please yeah. do it. Please do it. Uh, Lead us in, Matthew. Okay, Rolf is my oldest friend. We grew across grew across the back alley from each other. Um, this story I always tell, I'm about seven months older than he is, um, and his folks uh, always used to go to, uh, to Switzerland in the, in the summer. So my mom was pregnant with me um, what, when they left for Switzerland, and she had me while they were gone. And so uh, then they got back, and um, they went up to the, the, you know, the back fence or whatever, and uh, my mom said, look what I made, and holds me up. <laughs> And then Rolf's mom kind of backs away from the fence and shows the bulge where Rolf is in. Is, <laughs> uh, look what I made. So I actually <laughs> know this motherfucker prenatally. That is amazing. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, that's a trip, isn't it? So um, we grew up together in Victoria and he's still there. <laughs> nice. Oh, you're still in Victoria, Rolf. Yeah. Oh, I guess I didn't know well, that. Well, do you want to maybe mute Matt? Because. I, I hate hearing myself. You know what? You don't have to worry about it. I'll I'll be able to take care of that post. Okay. Post. All right. So you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn up the sound so I can just hear myself. Okay. Good. So Perfect. that's Matt and my story. Um, what uh, what we got to do is link that to no means no, and um, it, it, I, Matt's going to have to correct me because I think he has a much more explicit and better memory of exactly how we both got into no means no. Cause I think it was a, a collective shared experience. Um, he reminded me recently that it was a friend of mine, Amanda from high school, one of the cool girls at school who was into skateboarding and all the cool stuff. Oh, she's still cool. Oh, she's still cool. <laughs> she actually, you know what? She lives like three blocks away from me. It's a total trip. Has a dog. Oh, anyway. shit. Um, oh, shit. But, but she loaned me a bunch of music and, and wrong was among them, I believe. Um, along with bad brains album. What else was in there, Matt? Do you remember? 
I think there was small parts too. I think it was small, small parts, parts and and wrong. That's yes. right. And we we listened to that and we're just like and this was what grade ten I think so we were fifteen ish. It was nineteen ninety. Um, zero plus two equals one hadn't come out. Wrong was kind of the shit. And uh, and yeah, that's how that's how it happened. We we're we we're fifteen sixteen. I was I've been reading um, a bunch of stuff that's been noting the 30th anniversary of a whole bunch of albums that came out in the summer of 91 Pearl Jam 10 Nirvana Nevermind um, Metallica Black Album Red Hot Chili Peppers Blood Sugar Sex Magic they all came oh, out within four weeks album. four weeks of each other I think in mm-hmm. uh, August or September of 91 and and uh, I also read something recently that says that the music you listen to when you're 16 um, is sort of the peak of your acquisition of musical taste <laughs> and no uh, and actually uh spotify has done some number crunching because they can they can figure out um what people are listening to the most and they can uh cross index that cross reference it with age data and they've determined that for most people their favorite songs come out around when they're 14 years old and for women it's uh 13 men it's 14 women 13 Huh. And all of that kind of How struck a note that? because I, um, Wrong came out when I was 14, I believe. And, uh, no, 15. 15? Well, <laughs> no, no, because I'm, I'm born later in the year. Remember, my mom was mm. pregnant and you were good point. alive. Good so. point, good point. Yep. <laughs> You're still cooking. <laughs> yep. So there's something to that. Um, so when you're introduced to music at 15, 16, it goes fucking right into you, right? It, it's with you for life. When you're stoked about something when you're 15 or 16, it, you don't you don't give that up. And No Means No is, it came at the right time. And of course, because we're in Victoria, it came from the right place. So Christ. I'm only getting perspective Christ. on this this year. I'm, I'm 40, well, I don't know, what am I, 46 or something. I'm only learning now how lucky I was <laughs> so grown up in Victoria and for no means no to have arrived for them to release wrong a year before I got into them at around 15, 16, like the timing. And it's just serendipity. The, the most perfect fucking album in the world. One of them being wrong. I'm just going to spill that <laughs> came out at the right time. So that it just, it, it fit into who I was. So that's the origin. Um, what else I got here? Oh, uh, yeah. Zero plus two equals one came out in July 91. And I remember that coming out and listening to it as a new release and that just blowing me away. And I think, I think it's, it, it's hard to say which is my favorite, um, wrong or, or zero plus two equals one, but this might upset some of your listeners. It might upset some of you. What happened to me after that is, um, Andy left and why do they call me Mr. Happy came out. I remember, listening to it. I think it was, I must've been 18 then. I bought it for you. Yeah. And I, you know what? I remember, I remember listening to it and I remember feeling bad that I, I couldn't get into it because I oh. felt, I felt a breach of loyalty because you were just fucking gone, Matt. Like you're like, this is my band. And I could tell it was going to be a lifelong obsession, but I, I couldn't, I didn't follow you down that road. And I needed Andy back then because I was 18. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't chew uh, hard enough on the music. One of your other um, uh, recent fan stories alluded to that too. That this is this is music you can't um, you can't casually pick up. You've got to give it the time, and it takes some maturity and it takes some perspective for some of it to um, internalize it. And I wasn't ready back then, so 
I kind of turned my back on No Means No, and I was a frozen fan, um, basically up to mm. Zero Plus Two Equals One. I was totally into all their their earlier albums. I loved them, and I listened to them fairly regularly over the next whatever it was thirty years. Um, but I just I just said to myself, no, I'm I'm not into the Tom years. It's just not my thing. So, <laughs> flash forward to this year, and um, you know, having having with that kind of intro, obviously, um, I don't I feel like a bit of a fish out of water and a, an imposter being invited on the show today, even though I'm Matt's oldest friend, because you guys are obviously speaking to super fans who are pulling their hair out and would kill for this opportunity. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I think rather than talk about what the band means to me, really, it's what the what this podcast has come to mean to me. And the three of you have done something for me this year that um, I wasn't looking for, but I'm so glad has happened. Every second, Rolf. every second I've listened to you guys has been pleasure. It's just been amazing, and I'm so glad I'm 19 hours in, and and uh, or more probably. What is it, 25 hours? Uh, you've improved my life. You've taken a day of my life, and you've made it better. Um, I, I don't listen while I'm pinching a loaf as Jordan suggested. In the last <laughs> oh, I, I have a routine. It doesn't happen every week, every two weeks, but uh, my routine is you guys, you guys go shopping at Costco with me. I'm afraid I, um, <laughs> nice. I, I head out in my, my car on the highway. It's about a half hour drive. And on the way out, I listen to all four songs. Um, and then I get to Costco and I listen to the whole podcast while I'm shopping and picking up my six pounds of beef jerky or whatever. And inevitably, oh at, some point, at some point, I'm laughing out loud while I'm shopping and people are <laughs> edging great. away and going, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's one of my highlights every two weeks. It's just, it's fucking awesome. So, We're also um, a government lawyer and has two teenagers. So this is his, uh, his, 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 <laughs> his <laughs> me time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean a lot, wow. of, a lot of your fans would absolutely kill to be um on this show because i can see your faces right now and it's fucking tripping me out i don't know if you noticed but i've had a shit-eating grin on my face this like entire hour that we've been, <laughs> we've been on because oh, i mean we've i've been listening to your voices and getting to know you but to watch jordan's passion like shining all over his oh, face yeah, while he's, he's, he's delivering and then, yeah. and Michelle, like your expressions are—they're almost funnier than your fucking fucked up idioms. Because man, you come up with some <laughs> funny shit. But to see, oh, thanks, to see your expressions Ralph. is just—yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, oh, thanks, Ralph. Jeez, so uh, what else? What, what, else do I what else do I got here? I got um, yeah, you guys are fucking quality people for sure. And the balance of the three of you—I—I I, I don't know if anybody's said this to you, but. I don't know who put you together, but you work so well together. It, it just, just well, awesome. And we her. got heart, we got soul and we got mind. It, and I'm not saying who's who it's amazing. Oh. Um, <laughs> so each show, I, I also got to tell you because I'm a casual fan as I, as I have been, and I've been into their catalog from basically up to when Andy left and nothing after I have the most intense experience because you're either talking about a song that dives into some of the music that, resides like in the inner seams of my soul in my core that was forged at the peak of adolescence or you're talking about brand new music by a band that i already love (laughs) so so like jordan was saying he wishes rob would make more music well fuck i'm it's like they're making more music for me because (laughs) i I have i have built in i have built in guides you guys are like leading me on a full bore exploration of the music, the lyrics, the music, the backstory. And, and I'm, I'm mindfully and um, in a sort of holistic way, observing and then, and then 
embracing newness in a way that I would never would on my own. I, I mean, I, if I put on one of their later albums, uh, you know, in our today's world with all the distractions, I, I wouldn't sit down and listen to it uninterrupted. There's no way. But you guys actually help me take it in small bits. And I love every single moment. And I'm loving all of their later stuff now. It's absolutely making me a, a complete No Means No fan. So what you're doing for this band is you're creating new fans for their, their catalog. And if, if Alternative Tentacles gets off their ass and actually releases this stuff or whatever's holding them up, if it's vinyl supplies or whatever, I, like, take my money. I want to buy all of it. <laughs> Um, so I hope I hope the I'm band getting verklempt here. I'm getting verklempt. Whoever's in charge of their their future, I hope they they realize that you guys are doing a huge huge marketing uh, boost for them. Anyway, uh, I've been talking way too much, but I got one story about No Means No. It was the summer of '91 when Zero Plus Two Equals uh, One came out. I was in Switzerland for the summer, 16 years old, kind of pissed that I was there. I missed my friends and I had headphones all the time and listening to music and I was walking around. You were around. pissed you were in Switzerland? Well, yeah, because I, it was like, you know, and as a teenager, you just want to be with your buddies. Yeah, you miss your buds. Yeah. He's, well, he's sick of the Swiss. Uh, I, I think I had a girlfriend at the time too and and uh, that was novel. Oh, well, well, there's that. <laughs> so, there's that then. But I was walking around the old town of Switzerland, of uh, Bern, sorry, the capital of Switzerland and, and I was about two blocks over from the, the capital building and um, they have these cool little underground shops off the old cobbled street and there's a record store and I went down there and I was wearing my be strong, be wrong shirt. <sighs> and, uh, Look at you. And I, Look was, at you. and I go in there and I'm like, you know, I was, I, uh, I, I was, I don't know what I was looking for, but the, the guy running the shop's like, Hey, no means no. Yo, that's cool. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Good accent, man. That's fucking um, spot on. Those is then hop sheeps. Holy anyway, shit. Look at him. She, he, he like, he quickly waves me over and he's like, check it out. We, we have the, we have the new stuff. And he, he shows me their no means no selection. And at that point I was like, yeah, this is just a college band from home. I, I didn't had, had, I had no a college band from home. I had no oh inkling that they made it anywhere. Like to me, they were just part of the fun times back at home drinking and, and whatever. I guess I wasn't drinking at that point. Oh 16. my God. But, but I had no, no concept that this little band from Victoria had made it to Switzerland. And he shows me, he's got all, all of their back catalog sitting in this store and it completely blew my mind and and that's when i realized wait a minute this band is yeah. a little more than i thought it was yeah it, it is a trip oh, i, had to go halfway I hope your i hope your soul swelled <laughs> totally. and i hope the swiss man who is so nice to you is listening to this <laughs> yeah, yeah no swiss shit. man <laughs> anyway thank, thank you guys so much this has been a total blast and i'm gonna go pee in matt's yard now Oh well, that was that was I don't even know what to say about that. That was incredible. Not certainly not Rolf. what I was expecting. And thank you for your Jeez. kind words. And I don't know that I could tell you what it means to me to hear you say that shit. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, fucking just what I needed. That's wow. great. Clearly a great friend shit. of Matthew and yeah. clearly a great friend of the pod. So it might also yeah. be said I haven't seen Rolf in ten months. Oh man. <laughs> well, how long do you guys get to hang out on this trip? Uh, you're in town for what two weeks? Yeah, this is a long one. I'll be um, oh good. I'll be here till Friday. Oh no so wonder we'll why you don't other. want to record next week. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be hungover. <laughs> That's great. Well, fuck, man. Thank you, and thank you, Matthew, yeah, Rolf, for bringing Rolf on. Thanks. That was Jesus. that was fantastic. That was fantastic, Rolf. You haven't heard this, but last week we we did a a. a, a 
we got to play an unreleased track, an, an unreleased No Means No track from the Andy era. So this is two weeks in a row when we've had really special um, special listener submission sections. So this yeah. was a great follow-up to that. So I don't think I, I don't think I compare to that. Sorry. I think you do. Well, you do for me. <laughs> that was, that was great. That was great for us. That was great for us. Anyway, fuck. Now he's going to go use the toilet in Matt's right. backyard. Now he can go Damn. tinkle. He's going to pee oh on my, my star jasmine. Well, shit. God. On, on, on that note, I guess we get to move Jeez. into our round two. That was crazy. Oh, Rolf. What oh, a great guy. What kind words. Holy shit. Jesus. Yeah. I know. I don't know what to say now. Clearly, Matthew, a very good and amazing human, is friends with very good and amazing humans. That's just how it works, yep. I guess. Well, we already know that because we're on a podcast with you two assholes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, yep. All right. Well, speaking of assholes, no, there's not an asshole in this next one, I guess. But um, we've got two more songs, and this is a much, much different pairing. Uh, I mean, I don't. One of the songs, maybe I don't know. Whatever. It's much different. Um, they're very, very far apart. Um, in they're very far apart in time. Exactly. Um, very far apart in time. Very part of, far apart in <laughs> everything. Very far apart. Our first contender is. Our Town by Thornton Wilder. No, Our Town uh, off of one from 2000 versus Dead Bob. You know him, you love him, you've hung him off Sex Mad 1986. This time Matthew gets to lead us off, but before that, we're going to take a little tour of the town. In our town, the bosses curse the working man. Matthew, you're up. Our town. Okay, from 2000 off of one. One of the very, very long songs on one. Uh, Our town. Um, again, one is not an album that is uh, the one that I would start with. Uh, start. But it was the one you started with. You get it? I, just, uh-huh. I got you. I'm, I'm <laughs> doing the dad jokes this week, baby. <laughs> oh, boy. So yeah, it took a little while for me to, I, I didn't, I wasn't able to buy it right away. So it took a little time for me and I wasn't really into listening to this kind of music for around that time. So uh, yeah, it took a little while for me to connect with it. Um, but uh, yeah, I feel this, this song is, uh, it's one of uh, Rob's kind of storytelling ones and it's all mm-hmm. about how um, our town uh, and towns are the same everywhere. 
there's there's violence there's domestic violence uh he's uh, there's you know dirty stuff there's the whores and the cops i mean those lines that he switches they ain't pretty and they, they cheap stopping strangers they meet and it's the cops or the or the whores and oh, are they the same thing um <laughs> Yeah, so um, the horse. Mu- musically, uh, the, the bass line is uh, mostly the same, and sometimes it just like lets go, and um, John really lets go on a hi-hat, those kind of open uh, 16th notes, um, kind of fantastic. Um, in terms of the lyrics, though, um, there are references to all different kinds of places which I hadn't really noticed before. Um, certainly, you know, the paydays on Friday and the neon lights and everything could be anywhere in the West. Um, the, the Muezzin and the Minaret, that's the, the Middle East. Uh, there's, uh, oh. you know, the, the, the dead are being burned in the India. Uh, the, uh, the monk and the begging bowl could be uh, India, uh, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, China, China or, you know, the, the Confucian world, uh, Japan. Um, what the fuck? And then um, you know, the black girls dance for the king of the parade or something like that. It's uh, the, 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 any place that has Mardi Gras. So it could be the, the Caribbean. It could be, um, you know, uh, New, or- New Orleans. Uh, so our town is always the same. Uh, there's people grubbing in the port. This is always a port city, which is kind of interesting. Um, right. I, so I think that, uh, you know, the, the river and everything. Uh, Vancouver has two ports. Um, one is on the river and one is on the ocean inlet. Uh, so I think it's very, very porty place. <laughs> the largest port in Canada. Um, one of hmm. the largest ones in North America, I believe. And uh, so I, I think, you know, the, the cranes loading stuff and just the you know, oil and shit. Um is certainly inspired by the fact that Vancouver, uh, for all its vaunted beauty, is a jumped-up resource town, uh, and it has a lot of foulness <laughs> in it, and it certainly does. Um, so, um, yeah, I don't know. It's a very interesting characterization, but I think it's a little bit for me um, a bit of a one-note kind of kind of song. Like he's sort of telling the same story over and over again. That's fine. Um, yeah, uh, I love the. Uh, there's keyboards towards the end, which is pretty cool. A little bit. Um, oh, yeah, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it gets yeah. a little bit quiet and uh, there's background vocals, which I believe is Tom. I always like when you can sort of identify Tom, um, the little plucking guitars and it ends mm-hmm. on a high, uh, high ringing note. Uh, so it's like the continuation, like there's always going to be this grinding city and it's the same every fucking where. Um, yeah, that's all I uh, got to say about uh, our town. Nice. Michelle. I feel like a jackass, man. I thought he was talking about the same place. I feel like a dill. He is. He is. That no, but pla- he's not. You're saying all, all places, these other places. Are the- but all places no, but are the you, same. But you the were like geographically place. going around and shit. I, I was just in the same, you know, zip code. <laughs> it I was is like, the I don't want to fucking live there. I'll tell the you that. Same <laughs> shit smelling, oily zip code. Well, the shit code. Yeah. All right, here's what I got. This song starts out with a sorrowful bass line, and then our storyteller, Robs, tells us another story. I especially dig the sneaky chorus parts and the line about the whores not being pretty or cheap. I I thought that was very clever, Matthew. You alluded to that, and it kills me. There's an especially cool sound effect 
in the second chorus that must be some kind of keyboard thing. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Is that about? that atonal? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. fucking robot thing. I don't know. It's so I, disconcerting. It's so disconcerting. I don't know what it is. And what is it? Is I, it a keyboard? Like it. Are those keyboards keyboard. you were talking about, Matthew? Is that what you were referring to? Uh, when you it is, but yeah, I was yeah. gonna say that it's kind of like yeah, the the mechanical nature, like the yeah. automated nature yeah. of the, the city. But I love that it's hard to pin down. Like none of us is quite sure what it is, but it's so but disconcerting. I couldn't, even, and like, weird. I couldn't even hum the note that it's playing because it's no. just yeah. like a, this 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 this. It's got a so bend on weird. it as well. Yeah, it's got a blob. Bow, 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 bow. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I guess I don't know. It's cool though. This song and its subject matter sound so depressing and oppressive in a place you could never escape from if you had the misfortune of being raised there. See, I was thinking it's the same place. Well, it is. It's, I, you're I not know. contradicting. I don't think you're contradicting. No, no, no. no, totally no, no. But I'm, I'm impressed that Whether he was naming all the places. Whether it's specific or general, is, it's the ignorant. same world. I like the line, there are guns, guns banging on the door of flesh. Mm, How cool mm. is that? That line is really artful and clever. It's a clever way to relay that crime. And I love Tom's guitar riff that sounds like an ambulance siren. Yes. Did you? Yeah. I thought that too. Yeah. Now, can, let me ask you pull. something. If you know what that's talking about, the sirens for ambulances here in the States don't sound like that, but they do in Europe with Thomas playing it. I don't know if they do in Canada. I mm. certainly don't want to hear sirens in Canada, but the, the European oh, sirens, um, we don't have the same sound here. Uh, I like the ending. It's sneaky cool, and it's depressing as the song is. That's kind of a shitty way to end everything. I, I don't. I don't. Well, it's a depressing, shitty song, and uh, not shitty song, but a song about shit. Right, depressing right? Like, is, is, yeah. is 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 shitty, and is, no, I think you nailed it. You nailed a lot of the stuff. I, I mean, like both it. of both of you have said much of much of what I'd want to say about this song. I mean, all, everything is on sucks. point. What's that? My ending sucks. My paper, the paper oh, please, here. Please, please. I don't like it. We're in we're in the I Michelle self we're we're in the Michelle self deprecating zone. We've yep, all been there. Yep. I'm gonna Deal I'm about with it. I live I'm about, with it daily. Yeah, I'm about to enter. I'm about to enter my my little corner of it, my own self deprecating zone. So uh, yeah, this song it's eight minutes two seconds, something Whoa. like that. It's really long. Um, I mean, I really like the song. First time I heard this was when they were touring the EP. They were touring the um, Would We Be Alive EP, and this hadn't come out yet. So this was a new song that I heard, and I was like, what the fuck is this? And it's always weird for me to hear, especially a band like No Means No playing a song I'm not used to, because I love to hear them play live songs that I know in my heart so I can follow along. So when I'd hear a song that I didn't know, it's kind of like, I mean, Who Fucked Who I heard on a different tour, and that blew me away. This one was a little harder to follow, and I was like, oh, it's great, but it's not pyrotechnic, and I couldn't follow the lyrics as well. So I don't think it glommed onto me. But then when I heard it on one going, oh, yeah, that was that song. So I really like the song. I'd be loath to say this, but, and I know Matthew said this about other songs, it might overstay its welcome just a little bit. I don't know that it needs to be as long as it is, but it is. It's oh. as long as it is, but it's a great fucking song. It's a great story. And Matthew, I think you fucking nailed it. And Michelle, I think you nailed it when you say it's about somewhere specific and it's not about somewhere specific. This really is a song about the archetypal like city, right? Like this is, this is about, what cities do to people and what cities are for people kind of throughout history. It, it's a very contemporaneous song, yeah. but, but it's, these are struggles that have been going on forever and it's the same shit everywhere. And, and sex, and, commerce, violence. <laughs> exactly. And, 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 and the, pa- the, the living in the city, the, pa- <laughs> 
the powerful shitting on the weak and, <laughs> and the weak doing shit to each other, all of that. Um, so, so, you know, I think in a, in a sense, if we're, if I'm comparing the two songs that explicitly talk about guns, I think I like this better than I've got a gun, even though I've got a gun as a fun or punk song. I think this one's more artful. And these are two songs where Rob's talking about shit that two songs, might what not, about rich guns. Yeah, he might. He, well, that's true. Sorry, you're right. You're right. That's the third one. But we haven't even talked about that song yet. So of the, yeah. of the two we've talked about. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Sorry. Um, but no, you're right. Uh, uh, of those two songs, this one feels more archetypal, and so I can relate to it more, meaning it's less. I don't feel so much of that, like, Rob, you don't really, like, you know, you shouldn't really be talking about this. This isn't your world. Like, why are you, which is how I felt a little bit about Rich Guns. I mean, not Rich Guns. No, you got me. About uh, I've got a gun. It's like you know mm. you're not you're just looking from afar watching this on CNN and making comments. This feels <gasps> a little bit more like I dare which, you to say that to him. Oh, I would. I would pay money. I would really? if I had a conversation. Really? Sure, why not? He'd take it. I'm not right. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm full of shit. What do I know? He is though. I'm just a I'm just a fucking idiot. But um, but I feel like this one is more rooted in sort of the 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 general archetypal nature that he can sort of comment on legitimately because he's a brilliant fucking thinker and it deals with more than just one asshole's attempt to feel powerful with a gun. This deals with, Did you just call Rob an asshole. No, no, no. The the character of, oh. of, of oh. I've got a gun. Um, keep up. And so this one's more, Whoa, hey. this one's more general. Um, I think Matthew, you pointed out that shit. I always like to point out his subtle and Matt and Michelle did too. Those, um, those lyrical flips, the cops and the whores. I thought that was fucking great. I love how yep, he does that. Very clever. And there's mm -hmm. a lot of meaning in, in the flip actually, like the way he phrases each of those lines applies so well in both of the flips that it could have been just written one of those ways and been perfect, but he flips it and it's like, Oh, it's even fucking better that he gives both of those, both of those characters, the cops and the whores their attendant line in, in succession. It's makes it even fucking better. Uh, it's, it's, it's beautiful and brilliant in that, in that sense. Um, I think the loping lurching baseline, it really gives this feeling of oppressive drudgery and uh -huh, that sort of uh -huh. crushing routine that can happen anywhere. And especially in cities, crushing um, and, routine. Yeah. And then right. that, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that, the, where he ends the verses sometimes, you know, like the, at the end of those verses, he gets that, he, he strains his voice and he's crying out just that sense of just standing on the top of a roof and being like, what the fuck am I? What's happening here? Fuck this shit. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's, a, it's really good. I, I think, you know, I made a joke in the beginning about how this is not Thornton Wilder's Our Town, but in a sense, this is a modern Thornton Wilder's Our Town. This really is like a modern sort of like what it's like to live in a city. What the fuck? I mean, you know, our town that that show that everybody does in high school or seen in high school that's about small town life. Well, fuck that. That's like 1910 or 1920. This is modern our right, town. Right, this is what right, it's like right. to fucking be in the modern city. And it's it shitty. Sucks. And it's not all shitty. There are moments of joy here and there, but they're mostly subverted by the fact that they're at the service of power or at the service mm -hmm. of poverty. It's, commerce. you know, I, I'm not oh, is that at the service of wow. commerce. Well, there are little moments of joy, like the parades, the people that are in the parade oh. are going to experience joy. The Muzain may feel joy in his, even the Christian with his cigarette or the beggar with his bowl may have a moment of joy, but they're in a system. They're, they're, they're subsumed by the city. They're, the city is larger. Our town is the character, not any of the individuals. It's this. Totally. I mean, yeah. Matthew, you got this. It's, it That's is the, a good point. It is huh? our town. It's the prototypical fucking city that could be in any country in the world. 
Um, and I also, Michelle, like you love That's that shit. guns banging at the door of flesh. That is a Ew. great lyric. That is fucking, and the unsettling uh, keyboards cool. underneath it make it even weirder and worse. Uh, and just like, uh, it skews me out in the best possible way. It's, it's fucking, it's great. I think that line works better sung by Rob with those vocals mm -hmm. than it does when I write it on the page. It's a little overwrought when I just read it, but when I hear him sing it and I hear those keyboards underneath it, it works. It works really fucking yeah, good. It's so the word flesh. You can't say flesh. You got to say it. Yeah. You know what I mean? This, flesh is not to exactly. be. Exactly. It's like moist. It's not you can't a light just subject. say moist too much. Or, <laughs> oh, yeah. moist. So this is Panties. a song. This is a song full. <laughs> oh, stop it. This is a song full of menace, menace, mm -hmm. dread, and doom. And in, in, in that order. And, Ointment. Uh, but it's completely a, fucking mundane. Completely fucking mundane. Is it my favorite on this album? No, absolutely not. But I, I really respect it, and I think it's, I think it's a banger song in its, in <laughs> yeah. its own right. I just uh, trying to make Rolf instead of ointment. <laughs> it, it, it certainly fits on this album. It is definitely of a piece of one. It couldn't have been anywhere else, and it's a, it's definitely it feels like all Rob all the time. But uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. All right, I guess that's it. We'll move on to a completely different fucking song. One uh, maybe Rolf imprinted on a little bit more because it's from the old era. We've got Dead Bob, our hanging oh. friend from uh, Sex Mad, 1986. And this is actually off of Sex Mad, not You Kill Me. So it's mm -hmm. uh, definitively off of Sex Mad and came after, uh, I think it came out. after I, uh, She Beast on the Canadian, or no, on the US version and off of Love Thing on the US version, something like that. Maybe that's reversed. Yeah, I forget. It's last. Any event, song different order. Last and first. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, uh, we're gonna let Matthew talk about this, but first, we're going to listen to the creaking of the rope. Dead Bob. Dead Bob. Dead. Hey, what's up, Elite? I'm gonna get on with tonight. Got you all juice slice. All right, Matthew, what you got? Oh, Dead Bob. So iconic. It's kind of interesting, actually, that, you know, the uh, the cover cover art, it never actually says anywhere that that's Dead Bob. On but we all, me, but we all know. <laughs> we all know. We all know. He's grinning. He's happy. Um, okay. Talk first about the, the, the bass sound. Oh, my God. It's so. Holy shit in the can. Yeah. It sounds like it's either in a toilet, in a basement. Oh, my God. Dripping water everywhere. Or maybe it's like the containment bottle in a fusion reactor. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Um, distant hollering. I mean, this song has so fucking many time changes. So much shouting, <laughs> um, yeah. Distant, distant hollering oh. is some of my favorite things in in No Means No songs. <laughs> Andy is it. absolute snottiest, perhaps. <laughs> um, in this, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting that um, you know, dead dead Bob, and then this whole Bob Slade uh, dichotomy that uh, maybe seems to be 
what they're talking about in uh, State of Grace for for me. It's or weird being my a Bob. Analysis. Like, um, it's weird being a Bob. Um, that uh, yeah, Bob Bob is the face, the shining face, and then uh, Slade is what's underneath and what is the real the real deal. Yeah. Um, Shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so much in this, just like the mundanity and like the you know, my mother was my father was of the sky, my mother was of the earth, and I'm just an ignorant, stupid little goof. Stupid uh, fucking what if yeah. and, and how it just goof <laughs> at the end. Quack, little quack, so quack. great. Um, I love the the part. I, I always kind of thought that was like the hesitation as like he's about to hang himself and that's the hesitation oh. of like he's gonna flip the flip the flip the chair and oh, then nice. flips it into ding nothing's can really start. Yeah. And then he gets <laughs> sort of I'm sorry, sort of blubbering. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm not sorry, I'm not sorry, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And what a fucking song for them to reference. I mean, it's cream. Yeah. Why is there cream in here? So it's sunshine. That's what I just did when I heard it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh no. All right. All right. right, I'm sorry. Uh, So many little. We know Michelle. We've learned from Facebook. We've learned from Facebook recently. We've learned from Facebook recently that Michelle thinks music is all about sex, and she proves it every podcast. No, that's true. No, and yet, sorry, sorry. Um, one of my favorite parts is when what what what. Uh, so rat-a-tatting parts uh, where the guitar and the bass trade places such a loose and sloppy sloppy ending um i don't know uh pretty fantastic song Uh, i'm almost a little incoherent because it's uh yeah it's uh it's kind of an incoherent song (laughs) it's an incoherent song uh and uh more and more i'm i'm starting to think that sex mad may be maybe my favorite (laughs) no me so yeah Mm. We'll see. We still got a lot of the great ones left to come. We'll see if we it's can. True. Uh, it's true. If that changes. <sighs> All right, Strangey, you're up. I'm still affected by my mouth. Why? Come on, man. Me too. I'm, I'm, I'm a filth. I'm, I'm a fucking. I, do you know how many times I say fuck every episode? This is. Yeah, this but is, I just said cream my jeans. So what? This is why we love you. This is why the listeners love you. Lean I, into oh, it. Really, Lean into really? it. We, we no. love the sunshine of your love. Oh, yes, man. exactly. <laughs> She also right. said she also said something about ointment and moist panties. <laughs> moist. moist. Come on, those are the three words that make your, people cringe. Are your cringe. panties wet? No, are I'll your tell panties you, moist? If they played another gig, Stop if they it. played another gig, if they played another gig, sh- my panties would be moist. Yeah, okay? I, I so can't guarantee it. Yeah. 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 All right, Stranger, yeah. what do you think of Mr. All right, all right. This doozy is a firmly executed assault to your senses. The song structure keeps it serious, interesting, and rather funny with the faraway answers to the kooky questions. The way Rob's bass sounds in this, it's industrial fucked, it's fucked up, and it's manic. Andy's angular and distorted guitar sounds like a chainsaw or a bandsaw, (laughs) and it's as possessed as Rob's bass. One of the shining stars in this is the delivery of the twisted, demented lyrics and the delivery of them. 
Mary had a little lamb. And then she and has a meal. <laughs> it's humorous. <laughs> I wrote that. Everything. Everything. But it also gives me the creeps, that, that veal line there. I love it. Please excuse my thoughtlessness. I'm sorry for the mess. A complete art punk blowout that kills. Oh, it's so... And I love the cream riff at the end. So fucking good. Uh, I love the the, poli- the politeness of the note. It's so... Please excuse exactly. my thoughtlessness. Yeah. Okay, I am so glad fucking that hell. I get to point out, and maybe you both know this and just didn't point out, but there's a fucking Beatles lyric in this song. Get the shit out of here. You not know that? From <gasps> no, I'm So Lonely, no. oh. My Mother's of the Sky, My Father's of the Earth is from I'm So Lonely. Oh, wow. It's My Mother's of the Sky, My Father's of the Earth, but I am of the universe. So for him to say My Mother's of the Sky, oh, but My Father's no. of the Earth, but I'm a stupid fucking ignorant little goof is the I've best twist. Crit. Is a best twist on a Beatles lyric ever. I've I lost fucking my love Beatles, it. My Beatles cred. I know. It's so awesome. <laughs> Fucking, yeah, I you didn't I know guess, that. I no, but I I, you you didn't know it. And that's the point. Ah, yay. <laughs> I don't like the Beatles. Lyrics. You love the Beatles. I do, but you know what? I don't listen to the lyrics. Go, so go fuck yourself. Ah. <laughs> Makes so, complete sense to me. Everything you guys have both said is right on point. This song is a frenetic mess. What I love about listening to this song is you frenetic know mess. you know that this song never sounded the same twice. Like never, ever, ever, ever did this song sound the way it sounded when they recorded it. You'd only got this once. Ever. Please Andy, excuse my ignorance. This this song, both lyrically, no, I mean not the lyrics, but the delivery of the lyrics, and this is a song, one of the songs that defines early Andy guitar for me. It's so sloppy, messy, unartful, and perfect. It's just oh, man. perfect. He is just frenetically all over the fucking place and fills it in like Jackson fucking Pollock. But in, mm-hmm. un- unlike some other songs, Rob is also... I, can, I don't even know what his fingers are fucking doing. I don't know what that bass line is. No one could do this bass line. Like, what the fuck is that? What is he doing? He's got like a hundred fingers. He's just going like... I don't know what he's doing, but it's oh my God. messy and weird and beautiful and all of the time changes and the different elements of this song. It's definitely an early period oh, masterpiece. God. I can't believe you two fucking guys grew up in the same town this was happening in. Yeah, I know. I like, know. I, I know. would walk trying, so straight down the street being like, fuck all y'all. Trying not to be jealous. Um, oh. I love, I love huh. the, hey. the way that this song deconstructs at the end and just gets fucking nuts. And yeah. you hear yeah. all the little lines. You hear Andy at the end. Oh, that's so sad. And then him yelling at the very end. Are you happy now? Are you happy now? Like, it's just this beautiful, sick, this is a sick song, man. And I love yeah. the fact that you've got this, it's clearly Bob's just sick of everyone's shit. He is sick of living in this bourgeoisie, middle class, polite. You've got all of these like little nursery rhymes, you know, like Mary had a little lamb and just like. I hung myself. Just, so fuck exact, you. Fuck, so you. fuck you. <laughs> but it, it, everything, all the verses start with these like the most generic, stupid platitudes that everyone in the world knows. This happy little character, just like you said, Matthew, Bob and Slade, this happy little character, like I live in this stupid bullshit <laughs> world <laughs> and fucking fuck it. Like I'm done. Yeah. I'm out. Sorry for my thoughtlessness. Sorry for the mess. But you know what? I'm not sorry. I'm gleeful. not sorry. He's gleeful. Um, he is gleeful, which is why back down to one of the best pieces of album art of of Bob. Happy to be dead, right? Like hey. I'm out. See you guys. I've you know. See ya. 
if if I die before I wake, you'll know I've made my escape, right? Like it's it's with a right smile there. on his face, with hilarious a smile on his fucking face. Yep. Um, yep. And probably a little bit of a boner too. Oh, for sure. I mean, that happens. It we goes know. with the cream. He creams his, creams his jeans when he dies, and that cute little cat who's <laughs> just like, who's gonna fucking feed me oh, now? I, I always feel bad cat. for the cat. Um, hey, do you know? Do you, that's do you why know which, cream at the end. Do you know which video this showed up on? Do you remember the video this? Showed oh yeah, yeah. Up this was in uh, Tired of Waiting. Uh, yep. Oh, yep. Ooh. Yes. Um, so a great, a great, so a great cute. song about the horror of you know waking up in the middle of middle class existence and just going, what the fucking vapid hell am I fucking in? What the fuck is this shit? And I don't know, like it's literally about suicide as much as just that feeling of being. And you know they were young and in that world and in a world that didn't feel real to them probably and just going like what the in fuck is this i'm out i'm out this is bullshit and i'm out and one of the ways to get out is just hanging from a knotted rope uh great 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 weird fucking weird i haven't always appreciated this song actually as much as i do now i've always liked it but you know the more frenetic weird sloppy parts of no means no weren't always my favorite but i i adore this song now i think it's fucking genius and that's it. Big Chef's kiss Mwah. to this yeah. dead yeah. Bob and his smelly fucking semen-ridden pants. All right. <laughs> Let's vote. Oh, Matthew, shit. you're up. Uh, it's dead Bob care by a country mile. It's uh, That's a tough one. I mean, our town, it's interesting, but it's uh, it's a bit one note for me. Um, dead Bob is... Uh, it's just hilarious. And uh, that is what maybe... Um, some of the other songs that we've done tonight to just uh it's the only bit of, the of humor imp- in the whole night <laughs> what, know, one we- of the most important things about nomi's no to me and so yeah that uh, it really yeah. encapsulates yeah. the whole uh nomi's no ethos and mythology uh all in one so yeah dead bob nice. for sure michelle how about you well i'm voting the same thing but it's <laughs> like with what matthew just said you see, i mean our our we, we kind of went a little mental when this song came on right because like, the song I, this, is mental. Like the three other ones that we did were just kind of on the serious somber side, and then we get to this one. And I needed a release out. because it's extremely well, weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we went to, like you can spaz great. out to this song just like they do, uh, unlike the yep. other ones. We have to be a little bit more I'm, respectful. I'm voting dead Bob. Oh, and so it's incredibly complex, incredibly fucking. Mm-hmm. Complex. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. This yeah. is not three chord punk. This is no. fucking. It's a masterpiece in its own right. Art, art. All right. Well, I guess I'm going to have to be contrary and vote for. No, I'm not dead, Bob. All the way. Yeah. Oh my God! By Jesus a million Christ. miles. What? I mean, our town's great in its own right. It's not my favorite off of one. There's my favorites off of one haven't come up yet, so I can't mm. wait to hit some of those others. Um, there's some fucking banger shit that I got some dissertations in the tank. For yeah, for shit. an album without Isn't very many songs on it, not very many of them have come nice. up yet. So no, not yet. Not yet. Um, but eight. but dead Bob is. Come on, if you don't like dead Bob, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Go well, hang yourself. Well. No, don't really. Oh, <laughs> oh um, my God. You know, I don't mean it. Uh, all right. Well, we've. Do I sent... need to cream my jeans again to, to erase not. what you we've just sent, said? We've sent through a wound that will never heal to keep dead Bob company while they swing off the rope in heaven. And unfortunately, our I really town hope is. My mother doesn't listen to this. Our town is nobody's town, and State of Grace is not so graceful. So, uh, that's our votes for today. Please tell us how shitty of a job we did. Some of you have been doing that, which I appreciate. Yeah, thank um, you. We love to know because, how we suck. <laughs> well, we're always wrong. We're always wrong. Every no means no song is amazing. So, yes, all our votes are wrong. How could they not be? Your view is subjective and you're also wrong. So, fuck you. That's how it goes. Um, but we love you. Please uh, reach out to us. 
you know, if you don't want to send us in stories on nomiesnothing.pod, just write in and just show up at Matthew's house and get yeah. sent reach in. out. Yeah, exactly. We do <laughs> love to hear. And you know what? Listen, let me make a little bit, and that's not a plea, but let me ask folks. We've kind of hit our cap of listeners, which is not a problem. We got a lot of listeners. We like it. But if you're listening to this and you like it, you don't have to give us a review. I don't know if that helps anything, but we love it. It's for our egos. You don't have to, you know, join the Facebook group. Maybe you hate Facebook. You should. It's shitty. It's the only thing good on it is our podcast. Especially group. when it conks out and I'm trying to drink coffee in the morning. That's right. But, Fuck. you know, if you are on any of the social medias, and you probably are because that's probably how you heard about this, you know, mention us. Share it around. Hit up hit up your friends who don't know about us. We, we, could, we have room to grow. I'd love don't to grow a little mother. bit more. And one of the ways you can do that is by going like, hey, you know what? There's this podcast that's all right. And maybe you like it if you like their music. Or if you don't know no means no, listen to it. Maybe you can introduce to them. You know, help us yeah. out. Because uh, to Rolf's point, for me... The best thing about this band, the best fucking thing that could come out of this band would be to make more No Means No fans. Absolutely the best fucking thing in the world would be to get more people into this band. And pretty soon, more people will have the opportunity if AT, if whatever that vinyl, you know, backlog breaks through and they release that that shit. So let's make some calls. Let's all do our part and get this band out there. And one of the ways you can do that is to get people listening to our stupid asses. So, uh, you know, do that or not. But. It sure would make us happy. All right, anybody else got it? Well, first of all, uh, big thanks to Rolf for being on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, Rolf. That was geez. fucking awesome. Yeah, thanks, uh, for great, thanks to me. Great thanks to, to watch you, you watching us the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you don't have, you're not used to having an audience like pulling no, faces no. And, uh, and laughing, but this has been oh, absolutely amazing. Uh, I'm so sorry for all of you listening that, that you don't have this experience yet, maybe, but um, it was fucking awesome. And uh, <laughs> oh, may you may you yeah. all spring boners and cream your jeans and poop your pants uh, until you're done this incredible task of going through each one of their their tracks. Because man, it's a it's a, a divine kind of task you've set yourselves, and uh, I commend you and uh, Godspeed. Well, thank you, oh, sir. Thank you, Ralphie Poo. What the shit? So. I guess all that's left to ask, and I think Matthew could probably answer this question, are, are any of my friends here? Can't oh, wait a minute. Can't yo, 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 yo. Oh, wait, yo. I, I forgot it. Yeah, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is, this is good. <gasps> I have fucked up the whole You have to podcast. say it again and embarrass your shit. Podcast. Are you going to be embarrassed? <laughs> I fucked up the whole podcast <laughs> because we have one of our most special segments left. And Michelle gets to read this and play her little harmonium. I was such in a hurry to get the fuck off the phone with you fuckers. Melodica. All right. You want me to read this and do that? Yeah. Yeah, Yes. Oh, yeah, yes. Yes. I want Rolf to do it. But wait, I got it. I got it. There we go. Oh, Rolf's going to do that part. I thought you wanted to read it. No, no. No, read it. All right. You want to do it again, Rolf, or are you okay with what you just did? All right. I am going to read Andy's corrections, Cat Sex and Nazis. Rob wrote the main riff while John wrote the, quote, zombie bridge music. The zombie words were the basis of a much earlier No Means No song called, wait for it, Zombies. I have a couple of mid-80s set lists with zombies listed as an encore song. I don't remember it being an actual song per se, but rather a catchy drum riff that repeated over and over with the zombie chant sitting on top of it. Cat Sex and Nazi started with just Rob's two-bar bass part along with his lyrics. 
one of us at practice saw an opportunity to add the old zombies chant to change up cat sex and Nazis, albeit with a different drum part. All right. Next thing is, I think, you know, <laughs> oh, God, that that that's me hyperventilating and there's wondering a little, how there's a little moistness. That, it's <clears throat> the song is moist inducing. I like this. This is Andy. Now I'm, I'm done having uh, <laughs> feminine things. This is Andy now. <laughs> Okay, I think you know. I like this one a lot. I'll see he likes it. Another zero plus two song with the vocals that trade off. It reminds me of a car with the wheels beginning to come off as it races out of control. Matthew, fuck, didn't you say that? I said you something fucking like that. said it. You yeah. fucking said it. And he, yep. can you imagine playing this? And he knows that that's what he's delivering. Jesus oh my Christ. god. Anyways, all right, here here comes Andy again. Playing the song for us was not so much a groove as it was bloody hard work. Oh, wow. When we played it live, I don't think it ever came across to the audience very well. Nothing funny to see here. Fuck that. Who the fuck the wouldn't lose their mean? shit seeing this live? Oh, my God. I've still got a call. Well, I don't think the listeners have heard our episode yet that has this on it. No, they just did. I've never seen a live version posted anywhere. If anybody's got this, yeah, please yeah. surface it. Please? Yeah. Shit. Jesus. Anyway, there we go, Andy. As always, so thank you very much, sir. So what did he say? Sir. He said it was like really hard to play. It's like they couldn't even enjoy it because they were working too hard. That's oh, I can imagine this is a hard fucking song. Oh, they're changing the emphasis and all sorts of crazy oh, shit. God. I can't imagine oh. like they'd have to practice wow. it so much or like yep. have so tight. Yeah, exactly. It's such a tight but they song. Had, I hope they looked out at the audience and saw all the faces and the bulging eyeballs and crotches. It doesn't sound gone. like it sounds like it never. We're killing it, did, it. Sounds like it never came across very well. Like people didn't react very well, which fuck those folks. <laughs> I don't know well, what their Well, then they're was. just going to have to do it again in front of us and I'll, you'll get a oh, reaction no, Bruno. out of me. Oh, no, No, come on. <laughs> we should find that guy and have him on our podcast. Exactly. Like, what if the you're listening, hell contact is wrong us. with you? If you're, if you're listening, contact us. Oh, my God. All right. He's a Dutchie. Exactly. All right. Well, now you've, know, uh, you've actually reached the real end of the podcast, not the fake you're end gonna of the podcast. You're going to have to think of another quote there. No, no. If any of my friends here are. No. Okay. Secret ending. All right. Oh, the terrible right. machine. The terrible Engage machines. the terrible machine. Everybody crouch. Ready. Hold Wait, on, I, I need gotta, to get my paper. Your paper. Here it comes. Secret my ending. five by eight paper. I don't even know if Rolf knows about the secret ending yet. No. I haven't released it. Are you staying over at Matthews, Ralph? Are you going to stay over? No, I'm going to sleep in the garage. I'm in a hotel downtown. I'll be taking some oh. kind of mass public transit down there. There you go. Okay, here it comes, folks. Here's number one. 
Oh. Uh oh. Huh. That's a weird pairing. Yeah, it's weird. Oh, no, it's a weird on, pairing. Is it, is it bad? No, no, it's not bad. Did you read it? Oh, you're gonna put it on the thing. It's in chat. Where else? I can't say it out loud. How you learn what I your forget. next ones are? Oh, I yeah. yeah, love it. That's so cool. Yeah. He started. He started. They just don't. Movie. If you can see it, don't it, don't read them out. I won't. I won't. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but this. So people <gasps> can hear this. No! Oh, oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh my God! Wait! wait no! What is it? I can't wait! See it. Jordan did what I think no! happened. Happened. Jordan did what I think happened. happened. No! Oh shit! Oh, oh my shit. God! I know it! I know! I'm gonna no! say it! What is it? What is it? Oh fuck! No! I quit. <laughs> the podcast is over. I know it's what it bad. is. I know what it you is. You don't know what it is, but it's close. I to do. That. The podcast is over. Fuck! Oh! Fuck! Oh no! That's, oh. that's that's a bad one. Oh god! I literally <laughs> just threw something. No! That's a bad one. It's not I as bad. Literally not, quit. Not quite as bad. Not quite as bad as it could have been for you. But yeah, yeah. right. It's pretty one bad. Of... Fuck! Oh no! Are you gonna cry? Oh, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> yeah, that's a shitty one. That's gonna oh. be some fucking work. That's gonna be some work. Are you kidding? Me? Oh! You, you gotta take the day this. off of work. You know god, you're gonna damn take it. the day. And there'll be more of these. Can you imagine the last like ten shows? Can you imagine oh, what you guys no. are facing? Like, <laughs> you think? But it's at hard least then I will have been able to vote through some of these babies. Oh. I have to get rid of one of these. No, I refuse. Oh, babies. All right. Well, on that note, I guess you've got some dramas here later. Do you everybody. have? Do you want to smoke a bunch of weed before? Oh, this? I'm going to. I've got a. I've got. You a, want to bring the bottle of Amarnia? Oh no, no, no! I better not. I'm going to have to be straight as fuck for this episode. No, don't. All right, everybody. Bring it. We'll see you next week. All right. Bye.